Hello and welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. We are bringing you Transformers news from around the world and across Australia. And uh, yeah, no, this week it's definitely across Australia. This is episode 262. We are recording, that's a large number. We are recording live on Saturday, October the 6th, 2022. In this week's episode, we will be discussing the fact that the one hot rod to rule them all has finally arrived. Velocitron's got a new leader <laughs> class figure. There we go. Yeah, no, I've been watching Rings of Power. Give me a break. Uh, Hasbro's Investor Day brings us a little news, but no surprises. All that and more is coming up or not in this week's episode after this. Welcome to the show. I am Jason. Joining me tonight, we have an East Coast huddle. Uh, after after last week's episode, we um, went we went wide across Australia. This this week, we're sticking on sticking on the eastern seaboard. Daria is joining me from Canberra. How are you doing down there, Daria? Pretty darn good. How are you doing, Jason? Uh, it's very wet. It's very wet up in Sydney. There's been a lot of rain this week, and apparently, uh, we're expecting snap. like 50, apparently we're expecting fifty to sixty millimeters of rain tomorrow. Yeah, pretty similar here. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not it's not that much it's not that far it's not that far to the south. So, um, good luck. I hope you have a boat. Um, I don't, but I'm also not on the ground floor of my apartment block. Although a lot of my transformers are on the lowest level of the car park. So we'll see <laughs> how that goes. <laughs> Uh, it, has, it has been but a week since the last show. It's been a few weeks since we've had yourself on. Uh, what, what's been happening? Did you, did you go to Oz Comic Con in Canberra? No, I didn't get... I have been incredibly busy since I was last on, and there have been so many occasions I have not got to go to because I've been going to other occasions. And sadly, Comic Con, uh, I didn't get to, uh, which no, was a shame I, I, because... It looked good. We um well we, we famously got to the got to the one in Sydney, but um wanted to go to the wanted to go to the one in Canberra. I think it was the week prior, but um circumstances conspired to pre- to prevent it. So I, I, I was I was hoping that it was all right. Um we will find we will eventually find someone who's been to Oz Comic Con Canberra, or maybe we'll go next year. We'll 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 see how we go. Well, I'm hoping to. It has been an it's been an interesting week uh, in local local news around around Australia. There's been I think there's been one story that's been dominating the dominating the news uh, in terms of local retail for the last couple of days, which is the uh, I can say unfortunate demise of Bulletproof Villain. Uh, one of the one of the local retail stores is. Uh, Appears to appears to have bitten the dust. They had a big sale on for the last couple of weeks, which it appears was a uh, a bit of a clearance sale. But uh, they sort of pitched it as a spring cleaning sale. But there were rumours flying around that the writing was on the wall for the company. Um, bit of a bit of a shame to see them go. Uh, and also, I um, <laughs> people in, people in the comments are uh, actually people in the comments are actually pointing out that I did get the uh, the date wrong. On the uh, the intro, it is it is indeed not. I didn't want to be that person. It is, it is it, that is what happens when we copy and paste the run sheets from week to week, folks. Uh, I, I am sorry. I only just 
Ellie just opened up the comments tab and I'm just faced with a wall of comments going, nope, 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 nope. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, Bulletproof Villain um, has closed their site as of uh, as of today and they've removed their Facebook page, which did cause quite a few quite a few ripples of consternation to go around the uh, go around the local community it's not just transformers either there's been questions raised in marvel legends groups and masters of the universe groups and people just wondering what the hell is going on with the business um, they did post an explanation on their site today saying um, saying they are unfortunately closing down and uh, you should look for an email in the next week if you have outstanding pre-orders uh, that will explain how to get a refund um, it is nice that they have you know, finally seen fit to comment on all of the, the rumors and the like, but they do lose some points from me because uh, they were still taking pre-orders yesterday. There's, mm, there's been pre-orders listed that's... on their site this whole time. It kind of stinks because they obviously knew that they were going to be closing down. And um, uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I, I think it's a bit disingenuous to have a, a spring cleaning sale that's obviously a closing down sale and just not call it that. Uh, I mean, they, they could have comment they could have, they could have contacted all of their customers with outstanding pre-orders early and said, hey, this is what's happening and we're going to have a closing down sale. But instead, they they just haven't made any public comments now until they're gone. So a um, bit of a bit of a shame. It's always, it's always a shame to see retailers sort of go down in flames like that, but at least they do seem to be committed to uh, getting people's money back to them, which is a good thing to hear. Yeah, that kind of snuck up on me, that one. I mean, obviously, I don't know exactly what happened at their end and why they did what they did when they did. But, yeah, I remember that announcement came not long after I'd been considering making a bunch of pre-orders with them. And I was like, well, that's that's lucky I decided to hold fire on that, isn't it? And others are less lucky. And they've promised everyone their money back, but I'm sure there's a lot of people going, well, like, if I'd known, I would have just not set this in motion in the first place. It's true. I like I said. I think it's a bit. I think it's a bit unfortunate they they still kept pre-orders live on the site when they they probably should have taken them down and been a bit more responsible with with people's money. The problem with something like this is that people could go onto their site and pre-order something that's coming a few months away, and mm. those pre-orders could have closed elsewhere. Because and now they'll get their money back, but they'll have to they'll have to find a higher price to pre-order. And that, and that's, yeah, oh, exactly. That, that, I didn't think of that. That I mean, that's always the problem when businesses businesses close up. But at least if you know you're going to close up, maybe don't take people's money for pre-orders. We're going to move swiftly on and get to the news. Straight into news. Asbury news. That will take us into some news. What news comes from by yonder? So some uh, some slightly more pleasant news. Let's let's talk let's talk about nice things, shall we? Uh, there are there's a bunch of new toys and a bunch of new pre-orders that have been uh, released locally. We have seen the Velocitron Wave Two Deluxes starting to spread around at more Kmart stores. And if I reach over here. Goodness, who's that? Uh, if I reach over here, uh, there's Velocitron Shadow Strip, one of the Wave 2 Deluxes. You can expect to see Shadow Strip and Crasher is around here somewhere, but I don't know where because my cat kept knocking her off, off the table last week. So <laughs> I just left her I left her where, wherever she fell. Um, but uh, yeah, no, so the, the Velocitron Wave 2 Deluxes are starting to turn up in Kmart stores. Um, there's... 
for every for every crate of eight of them, there's three shadow strips and three crashes, and one clampdown and one burnout. So if you see sort of those remnants of a, a box hanging around on the shelf, you can tell whether or not your store used to have them. Um, we have also seen that stores are still restocking Velocitron Deluxes. Um, I, I, I saw a friend of mine who had uh, who cited a Cosmos in the flesh or in the, the in the plastic let's say uh just today so um there's there's definitely there is definitely uh restocks of those restocks of those figures happening and if you are looking for a cosmos courage you you might eventually find one see how you go do you, have you have you picked up any of the velocitron uh wave down there uh, i this was when i actually changed my collecting angle part way through because i thought i thought the velocitronians were just going to be that what we now know is wave one. It was going to be a sort of that and done. And I was going to just go, oh, I'll just get this cool little squad. And now that there's a wave two and they just keep popping up, I sort of go, oh, I'm not quite sure I wanted all these Velocitron <laughs> guys. So I've, yeah, I've, I've gone back to the, okay, now it's, and, and obviously this is where they're keeping some decidedly random characters. And it is it is a bit of a mixed bag of characters, isn't it? Yeah, well it's not even the quite what you'd expect the the fast car characters. Because you've got some of them, I mean they're putting hot rod in there just in case there aren't enough hot rods being released in other lines and sublines. They're putting Spoiler. a hot rod in there with Well, this is this is another legacy hot rod. <laughs> We're not spoiling anything. Yeah. Yep, that's true. But then there's road hauler because cranes are known for their racing capacity. And you go, okay, Cosmos is like the referee or the commentator or something. And you need a couple more cars. Then there's other stuff. Like, I think this is just kind of becoming their surprise subline. Because a lot of yeah. these ones we're finding out about almost just as they're appearing on the shelf. Yeah, some of some of these, I mean, we found we, that was the case with the uh, Wave Two Deluxes that ended up in New Zealand. Um, we had we had heard that we had heard sort of what they were, but we we very famously didn't realise that Shadow Strip was Shadow Strip. We thought that we thought that it was um, Shadow Striker, uh, and yeah. So I I believe oh, the yeah. the proper Wave Two announcement actually came today in uh, at Walmart CollectorCon. We will be. We'll be talking about that, about that a little bit later on in the show. Um, what else is what else has turned up locally? Uh, the movie masterpiece series has turned up at JB Hi-Fi stores uh, in force as well. JB Hi-Fi is turning into a, a really great place to get Transformers if you're looking if you're looking for a, a good spread of figures. They've oh, got the yeah. golden disc set. They've got shattered glass. They've got movie masterpiece now. I wonder how long it'll be before they end up with regular masterpiece figures as well. Um, and we are expecting them to start stocking Wave 3 of Legacy this month as well. Um, we'll see. And they also have the uh, they also have a bunch of uh, pre-orders up. In fact, I might I might just bring that um, I'll just bring that up just to, to illustrate. If you if you go onto the JB Hi-Fi website and you search for Transformers, you can search you can filter by availability to show pre-orders, and you can see the uh, all of Legacy Evolution is showing up there for next year. You can also see the uh, Legacy A Hero Is Born 
2 pack with um, the Scourge repaint into Alpha Trion and the Cup repaint into Orion packs and the um, Bauble that is uh, Vector Sigma along with, along with the key and there's Shattered Glass Soundwave there as well. Now we are gonna we are gonna come back and talk a little bit about Shattered Glass Soundwave in a in a minute, uh, but we are we are also just gonna show that uh, the PulseCon figures are also available, not just Transformers as well. If you go to EB Games and you search for PulseCon 22, um, all the all the PulseCon reveals will show up there. You can see they also have the um, the Hero Is Born pack there as well uh i've also got a ton bunch of star wars things uh and yeah all the other all the other figures from other lines that were revealed at PulseCon as well a uh, bit of a wider range for that uh, uh, well not a, not so much a wider range it's just ab ab games tends to have um all the different lines whereas i think jb hi-fi doesn't quite have everything everything yet um Interesting there that there's a bit of a price difference on the uh, on the Hero Is Born set. That's one hundred and four dollars at JB Hi-Fi and one hundred and eighteen dollars at EB Games. So, um, if you do pre-order it at EB Games, um, you might be able to get them to price match JB Hi-Fi once it gets released, and that is coming out on uh, according to JB Hi-Fi first of November. So, it is it is hitting Asia overseas. And, um, spoiler: I may have may have a couple of the figures sitting in front of me here. Um, it is hitting Asia and and the like now, and uh, it'll hit Australia next month by the looks of it. So, um, uh, Chris, Chris in the comments says, "Someone please talk me out of the Heroes Born bundle." <laughs> Sorry, mate, not going to happen. Uh, I've 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 got it here. I really like it. Going to show it off in uh, in new acquisitions later on. So we uh, we will see how it goes. Um, that is uh, that is about it for local orders there is also there is also a sale that's been going on at amazon uh, i'll also mention as well i don't have i don't have the link to bring up for that there but uh, there's there's a few there's a few good good um there's a few good discounts on figures at amazon that you might have been keeping your eye on so uh you can always it's always a good idea to keep an eye on things there with amazon um sales and sales tend to pop up and come and go and i think amazon actually has a amazon has some kind of a prime day sale coming up in um Coming up in a week's time or so in October, sometime. So there, there cool. might be a um, there might be some more Transformers stuff going on discount soon. Um, with that, with that done. So having having talked about that, I do want to I do want to bring up um, something important about these pre-orders, uh, which is there's a really big price difference on Shattered Glass Soundwave to what's come before in that line. Um, Shatter, the Shattered Glass line does usually sit above retail, but not this far above retail. We are talking about a Voyager figure with a slight, slightly remolded head, and the um, and the MicroMasters does not really justify the hundred and fourteen dollars, um, if, if you ask me. Uh, if you're if you think the hundred and fourteen dollars is uh, a little bit much, then fear not. You can always go to EB Games, where it's one hundred and thirty eight dollars. I don't. I, I don't understand. I, I mean, Soundwave is a hot character. Soundwave is basically the character that we've all been waiting for in the Shattered Glass line ever since it was ever since uh, Shattered Glass, Optimus Prime, and Ratchet two pack came out a couple of years ago. But my goodness, the price! Uh, yeah, yeah, As, and uh, surely they're not pricing it based on the this is the Netflix mold we know you all want factor because that doesn't seem right. Uh, surely, surely not. Like. Uh, 
Surely not, I say, but like I don't actually know what the logic of the what the logic behind the pricing is. It is too much for a Voyager. Um, I suspect I suspect that it might well shelf warm at this price. There'll be a few people who will buy it no matter what. Um, but I think it might well might well sit on shelves and you might end up getting it on sale. We'll see how we go. Yeah, the only reason it attracts me is because it it has my two complete favorite shattered glass characters in the one box. So that it's Soundwave me, and Ravage, isn't it? It's sound, yeah, you know it's Soundwave and Ravage. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Laserbeak is just along for the the ride. But yeah, that that gives it the extra pull for me. But I think for anyone who's not either feels like me or is heavily into shattered glass or really, really has to have that mold. It's yeah. It's gonna it's gonna shelf warm, or they're gonna start. I'm sure there's a word for it where it comes out at a huge price, and then the retailers go, "Ah, oh, crap!" and drop it severely after a few weeks. That is that is what we call a deep discount. Ah, that's the word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we will we will see how we'll see how that goes. Um, uh, Rob, Rob has pointed out that you are paying $114 for a Shattered Glass Ravage. You get a sound wave with it and laser beak, as you said, is just along for the ride. Uh, so with that, with that done, let's talk briefly about American releases, but I don't have any, I don't have any, I don't think I've got, oh no, I do have a picture for that. Uh, the, the yellow Devastator Reese, uh, Reese, uh, the yellow devastator repaint uh that is the uh tonka collaborative which i gotta say i'm actually looking quite forward to uh that is out at u.s retail as you can see there it carries a u.s retail price of uh 105 dollars um i don't believe this one is coming to australia so if you want it you may need to import it and also hearing that uh i say hearing i i know for a fact that legacy wave 3 is out in Asia, and I say I know that for a fact because I've got Starscream sitting in front of me here as well. Um, so yeah, so yeah, there's a bun- bunch of overseas, bunch of overseas Transformers releases that are going to become going to become important to people in Australia in the next few weeks, and I th- I'm pretty sure that we're expecting to see Legacy Wave three hit locally this month as well. With that, uh, with that said and done, should we talk about some news? Let's go. Let's go. All right. News the, comes from over yonder. News. A lot of news does come over from the states. Let's let's go. The first the first big news is that uh, the king has returned. Um, Hot Rod is back. G one Hot Rod is back in actually a really highly anticipated new form. It must it must be said. There has been a lot of discussion amongst the Transformers community going for years now about why exactly. Uh, Hot Rod's original toy was not not this pink, pinkish magenta-y hue which matches his on-screen appearance. Uh, they did they they sort of uh, actually no, sorry it's not matching his on-screen appearance. It's the original toy uh, as it was originally pictured uh, was uh, was meant to have this uh, magenta appearance. And there are also some some of the scenes in the the movie where. You know the the color matches this uh, this layout a lot a lot better as well. When the toy originally came out, he was red and uh, distinctly red or a dark 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 maroon, let's say. And 
uh, didn't really match up with the the character's appearance on screen. Now, we did hear earlier in the year at, I think it was San Diego Comic Con, someone asked the Transformers design team a question about whether or not we'll ever see a pink repaint of Hot Rod. They did say at the time that they're aware of the demand because this is a this is a meme that's bounced around the Transformers community for a while now. And they said they're aware of the demand for a pink hot rod. And uh, they didn't say anything much at the time other than, you know, stay tuned. So um, the big reveal for us in America, not in America, in Australia, when we got up this morning was that in America, they announced a... Uh, they announced a, a new G1 hot rod, hot rod repaint at Walmart's CollectorCon overnight, uh, and he is in he is in his uh, the the pink color scheme. But more than that, uh, if you people people will look at this and just go, I don't you know, it looks just like hot rod. But when you put it side by side with a hot rod, the differences mm. actually really become apparent on that. Like there's no there's no stickers for the flame anymore the the flame is part of the paint job it makes him look way more animation accurate the arrows the arrow stickers gone from the legs make make the legs look really different as well um the just the the the, the deco there's a lot there's a lot of care taken on the deco where where the paint applications are um just it, lo- it looks leaps and bounds much 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 better than i ever expected a pink hot rod could look um instant it's it's instantly jumped onto the top onto the top of my to buy list if i if, if i get a chance to get one and i think i will what do you what do you what do you think of this uh, what do you think of this uh, new hot rod hot rod reissue daria uh, it surprised me uh partly that you know it finally happened I know it's been but it's been that, years. We, we'll talk about the the box art in a minute as well. But yeah, yeah. But they were also that we're well and truly possibly given give or take a mold repair here or there, going right back to the original toy. That there are there have been so many hot rods slash Rodimuses over the years that when it comes to the movie, they're going right back to this is the toy that would have been at the time of the movie. So it's almost taking studio series off in a parallel or even perpendicular direction. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll pick him up. Uh, I'll probably think further and, you know, think about how, how much he costs. I'm wondering is, is this the beginning of a thing or they just go, Hey, let's just put out a couple of these just for fun because everyone, loves the idea of a magenta hot rod yeah he definitely i you are you are looks, right evan yeah. evan did actually say on his instagram it's magenta but we all know it's pink hot rod right oh yeah yeah no that's that's my design brain kicking in <laughs> but but gonna, yeah I'm, I'm and gonna, gonna jump back over here and um bring up the box art as well is the mm-hmm. uh, the box art is by um, famed Transformers artist uh, Marcelo Mater. Uh, the box art is the box art is interesting. The boxes are gorgeous, like the amount of color on there. There's this mm, big Transformers that... the movie logo. Um, I like the I like the sort of the that new... caught my eye more than the figure, to be honest. I know, yeah, yeah, it, it really did. Also, the scene that the box is depicting actually appears to be like an Autobot shuttle encountering encountering Unicron, which 
um, didn't actually happen in the movie, but still. Uh, I also really like the new sort of treatment that they've given how the names appear on the box with this big big band of colour uh, at the bottom. Like that's yeah. a that's sort of a nice inversion of how they how they often put uh, characters' names and ranks on there. Autobot Cavalier is a, definitely a throwback to his his uh, G1 box. The interesting thing that's been pointed out about this art though is that the artwork appears to be based more on the recent studio series versions of these uh, of these characters. And I say I say characters because we are also getting a Starscream in this line, and it definitely looks more like the uh, the studio series release of the uh, the uh, Earthrise Seeker mold in in uh, this depiction for Starscream. The box dimensions are slightly different as well, and. Uh, in this case, Unicron uh, Unicron's artwork does not actually bleed down into the um, into the the forest in the background of Autobot City. Um, so I did I did show off that we're getting Starscream there. There's a there's a look at Starscream uh, in basically in an animation accurate colors. Uh, it does appear to be the the Starscream mold that we've been getting. I think for the last sort of 15, 16 years or so, it comes with the Megatron mm. gun. Not not an accessory that originally came with Starscream, but um, still, a, still a welcome addition. And he comes with the modified fists so that he can actually hold weapons. Uh, and in this case, Starscream's face appears to be painted, uh, painted nicely with his uh, trademark red eyes there as well. And I also really, I personally appreciate the fact that Hasbro's trolling fans everywhere by continuing to make one of his guns point upwards. <laughs> yeah, I was noticing that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a mistake, so to speak, that goes right right the way back to the original G one catalogs. Uh, so yeah, I I really appreciate that it's quite consistent here. But I really love the I really love the colors on this mold. I do have this mold because um, I do have the uh, Takara uh, T Transformers collection, the so called book style reissues. So I already have this, but to be perfectly honest, I'm probably inclined to buy one anyway. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so, so we we're taking a look at Hot Rod. We're taking a look at Starscream. Like, do you do you think this might be a might be the beginning of uh, maybe I guess the return of the G one reissues to Walmart because they have been uh, they have been doing the Beast Wars vintage G ones for a while. They did I think they did Soundwave and I think they did Blaster and there was a, a Cabless Optimus Prime. But that's been it for the the vintage reissues for the last couple of years at least as far as G one goes. The um and we've been we've sort of been you know stuck into the Beast Wars reissues for the last couple of years. Yeah, I think this is them trying something different at at least. Uh, sorry, you put it under the movie heading, so you're going to get a lot of the big names from the first two or three years of the the line and. I mean, to start, at least, that's where you're going to be looking. People are going to be looking at Hot Rods and Star Screams. And, I mean, I would not be surprised if the regenerated G1 Optimus Mob gets popped out again in this line, if it continues, because it's ready to, it's basically ready to go. And we know they're not shy about recoloring that. Hmm. I actually, uh, I know. When they did the cab, I think you mean the cabless Optimus Prime. Is that the one? No, uh, just that the the G one Optimus Prime mold sort of got renewed, sort of a bit tweaked over the years. Hmm. 
so it's basically yeah, sorry, the I thought, same. I, 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 I thought you meant the, the the most recent reissue was the one that just was the the cab only with. Sorry, not the not cabs, uh, trailerless. The, it was the cab only reissue. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm assuming it's basically from the same the same kit, but I'm thinking about how they did things like they did a they did a bit of an overhaul to tweak his head a bit and give him hands that can actually hold his gun and a few bits and bobs did like too, that. Yes, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised to see that mold make a return, but also the last time they the last time they cranked that mold out, it did not sell well. Uh, we we True. we saw them we saw them sit on shelves for a really long time. It was also priced really high, especially here. I think it was like eighty dollars or something like that. Um, it did not sell well, but it did sell. Um, it, it sold slowly, and pe- I saw a lot of people who would just complain about the price, but then people would buy it anyway. So. Maybe that maybe there does remain a bit of a, a bit of an appeal in the old uh, G1 Optimus Prime mold already. Um, I want to put a couple of a couple of the, the comments that, uh, that we've got up here, and this is one of the one of the questions about sort of old molds versus new molds. Um, Chris says, you know, as, as rad as as rad as it is to see these old remakes, it's hard to go back to legit G1 molds when it's spoiled with what we've had for the last few years. It is a golden age of Transformers, and we do get a lot of options these days with um, superior mm. articulation and the like, but there's definitely something about those old g1 molds um and maybe it is maybe it is really just uh nostalgia but they're really they're still fun talking points to have on a shelf i think um rob asks what shops uh will these appear in i can tell you that the information that i've got from hasbro says that these are coming to australia they are coming to australia a little bit late so we will be waiting until may 2023 for these, that there's a there's a January 2023 US release for them, uh, and it'll probably end up being about the time that they come out in Asia as well. Uh, we will be waiting a little bit until May, but they will be available, and uh, they will be available, and they will go up for pre-order uh, at, at at some point as well. So you can, I guess you can probably you can probably guess from the fact that there will be pre-orders. You can, you can probably guess which retailers might or might not have them. Uh, Last I checked, I don't think Kmart does pre-orders, and Kmart's been the place that these have gone previously. But maybe Kmart's not that interested in them anymore. Uh, we'll see how we go. Um, to the to the to the question of roster, um, it is it is interesting. Like the, these molds have been reissued before, so I feel like I feel like there still remains some a, a few limitations and conditions on what G one toys they can reissue. So they can't they can't just magically reissue everything. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, there's a lot of hearsay around the internet saying that a lot of molds are broken for G1 figures, but my understanding is that they're not actually broken. I've I've heard mention on other podcasts and the like saying that uh, saying that the the molds are not broken, but they're incompatible. They're incompatible with modern equipment, so they need to actually do some work on those molds to make them make them something that they can actually run on uh, on modern equipment and uh, recreate these toys so they'll only they'll only really do that if they think that uh, you know that character is something that they can bring back and bring back and sell so hot rod obviously was already done because he's been reissued this I think this will be the second time that, that toy's been reissued recently he also saw a he also saw a reissue in the the Walmart reissue line a couple of years ago. Starscream, it's also the second run for Starscream from a Walmart reissue. And we did just see, um, prior to this, we did just see the Tonkinator set as well. Devastator, also a mold that was 
I'm not sure if the mold was updated or or whatever, but you would you would assume they they would have had to update it in order to reissue it for the Walmart Devastator reissue of a couple of years ago. So I think it's I think it's perhaps telling that we've got we've got Devastator, Hot Rod, and Starscream coming out kind of you know within 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 six months of each other. Let's say, um, you know, I, I think I think the well of uh, G1 reissues that they'll go to might be a little bit limited. And, and as, as well, you mentioned, there's I, an Optimus Prime too. Yeah, I think, I don't know for sure, but just watching the reissues and what condition the figures from the mold seem to have been in over the years, it looks like every so often they decide, okay, this mold is worth restoring or remaking or whatever it is they actually do for their particular equipment. And that's why I mentioned the the slight do-over of the Optimus Prime mold because there are definite changes, but obviously, or not obviously, but it would not be surprising if someone said, okay, we're looking what what molds we can invest and get return in fixing. Optimus Prime is Optimus Prime. So we can we can do that and probably be sure of, you know, still making something of it. And Starscream, the Seekers, often are popular and there is that whole you know you you make one you've got three characters right away and six characters with minor minor tweaking and even more if you go outside the realms of the original line you're right in fact in fact the coneheads did get a re-release about six years ago on the platinum line under um i think it was a part of combiner wars or titans return so uh, updated tooling does exist for the cone heads wings uh, to be changed as well. Mm. So there's a there's another another win as well. There's a, a couple of questions in the comments saying, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, can we expect can we expect the other Walmart reissues to be re-released? Perhaps and like they do fit in a Transformers the movie branding. So um, like Soundwave and Soundwave and Blaster would very would definitely fit in that in that as well. So. I wouldn't be surprised to see them come back for another run. Uh, Rob says that if they do a movie movie color repaint of Blur, I'll get it. I don't know. I don't know if the Blur figure has ever actually been re-released. I don't. I, I, I think. I think uh, after it got its updated Target Master tooling a, a year or so after its original release, I don't think it's ever come back. Um, someone can correct me. Someone can correct me in the comments, and, and I'll see. Um, and Chris says maybe this is the gateway for a G1 Unicron in line. Mate, you know, if I, I think if they did a G1 Unicron, it would be a, an, an absolute, it would be an epic, <laughs> an epic thing. There's, that was meant to be a massive, enormous toy. I don't see them, I don't see them coming, I don't see them coming out with a, a G1 style Unicron. Having said that, uh, I'm sure you're aware from the, I think the last episode of the episode before we did that uh, Super 7 is in fact bringing a G1, G1, toy prototype unicron figure to market um as well so uh, if you if you do if you do fancy that g1 prototype you do have options to get that um and uh, nameless facebook user does confirm as you said the observers prime mold has been uh, reinvented and tweaked since the 80s i'm sure it has happened several times as well so um so there we there we go. So those those are the those are the big reveals for Walmart Collecticon. The the G one the G one Hot Rod in pink and the and the G one Starscream coming back at you. Uh, Walmart also officially revealed 
the the contents of the remains of the uh, Velocitron line for set, uh, for wave. I was going to say season two, for wave two. Uh, there's the G two universe shadow strip, which we know about. Uh, there is the uh, oh, there's the G two crasher, who is apparently not a part of that. Um, not a part of this news story, although she is there. I am going to sneeze, so give me a second. Well, you know, I got to say, yeah, I, I guess GoBot's universe crasher was just a bit too on the nose for them. Yeah, I was, I was. Look, they own the rights to GoBots, so they could, they could use it, but they didn't. I actually think TFW has just forgotten to put Crasher in the story there. Um, yeah. We do know, we do know Crashers there in in that uh, in that release. As you can see, there is another hot rod uh, that was discussed today and revealed there, and that is the toy color repaint of the studio series hot rod so um studio series hot rod was closer to pink but was still really red uh so this this goes closer to his toy colors with a a, a um a, a darker red a, a maroon sort of uh tinge uh while the uh the g1 reissue has gone much more towards his his animation colors it's certainly and, one of those um, things that you don't really realize the difference so much until you see them next to each other and uh the very much yeah yeah the other hot rod looks suddenly incredibly dark and the movie pink one just looks ever so bright and i mean obviously there's a side essay there on subjective color perception but yeah you it is a lot of those you don't notice until you really sit down and sit down and compare and i mean starscreen is probably a similar one except he doesn't have a whole why isn't he pink theme or maybe he should i don't know uh, I think with Starscream, the 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 thing with the thing with Starscream, at least with the, the toy original, I think was the color of his canopy, was also um, I think quite different mm. on the original release of the figure. I can't quite remember though. Yeah, I'm um, pretty sure Takara did a hey look animation colors Starscream at some point as well. Yeah, so that would that would be the the, the TFC um, the the book the book style reissue, which this still seems to be sort of based on that mold. Um, but uh, yeah, and that was that for that that one. They they made the canopy uh, they made the canopy yellow, uh, as we can see here as well. Um, it is interesting seeing seeing the the studio series hot rod in the darker maroon colors. It actually makes it feel more like the masterpiece to me. But the other the other thing mm. that I wanted to I wanted to look at is who's doing the um, who's drawing the flames. At Hasbro these days, because they've yeah. got wildly they've got wildly different flames on on the G one Hot Rod versus the uh, versus the Studio Series Hot Rod and Studio Series Hot Rod I thought was meant to be more screen accurate, but I don't remember the, I don't remember the flames looking like that on Hot Rod in the movie. No, are they the same flames as on the actual Studio Series? They didn't. They might be change. Uh, it's somewhere behind me or in a box somewhere, so I can't really tell. Um, I can bring it up in another window. Let's let, let's have a, let's have a look. Uh, yeah, nothing nothing can nothing can possibly go wrong with like live googling things while we're while we're streaming, right? Uh, it does appear that, in fact, no, the um, the the flames on the flames on the original Studio Series Hot Rod are very different. Let me um. Let me bring this up here. And I'm in the yeah. wrong room to look at Commander Rodimus, which probably have go. variation again, to be honest. So yeah, there's, so that's... There's, 
that's much more accurate to the G1. So yeah, so the the toy, the G1 toy color. Um, I wonder what the I wonder what the flames look like on look like on the G1 Horrod toy. Let's let's uh, yeah you know what uh, you know they so <laughs> um, let's let's figure out how to do this. So I'll open the new image in the new tab. Right. So what we're looking at here. So we've got um, we've got the we've got the, the pick here from Mouse. So so what we've got is the the toy accurate Velocitron repaint of the Studio Series 86 figure actually has toy accurate, uh, toy accurate flames, whereas the G1 cartoon accurate version of the toy has cartoon accurate flames. <laughs> if you can, if you can if you can make sense of that while saying it ten times fast, more power to you. I I'm still not sure that I actually said that correctly, but I think I got I think I got it right. So, well, one, I, so one is, I do one is know more that, towards toy. I do know that the design process for the or a lot of the movie characters basically split in two at some point and it got revised and smoothed out. At one point there was like, this is what the characters are gonna look like, but they sort of got revised differently from there in different directions. One for the toy and one for the actual animation. Hmm. And yeah. uh, if you basic, the most notable difference, if you're not looking too hard, is that the uh, the pre the pre re redesign RC has her shoulders on backwards compared to what we used to. Uh, right. So, which which RC do you mean? Well, uh, uh, the actual character of RC in this case. If you see her character model when they put it in Transformers Universe or say this is the RC character model, which has been done a lot for pretty much every character ever, her her big shoulder things that become her fenders as a vehicle are on the front of her shoulders. They cover up her actual Oh, yeah, I, I have I have seen that before. Yeah, I have seen hmm. that pointed out. Yes, that's right. Yeah, not something, you can, probably, not something you can probably do with a toy accurate re-release of the figure. Yeah, but on the actual animation, they're on her back. Mm. And yeah, there are differences to like uh, on, the, on those models, Rodimus Prime looks kind of saggy. Uh, the Decepticons kind of look a bit, a little bit more hunched over and I suppose eviler. And yeah. I mean, that's, I, I believe that's where how we ended up with gray or purple galvatron as well yes uh, i also want also one of my um also one of my uh one of my personal favorites the, the ray galvatron as well uh nameless facebook is it's, it's time to time to google some floridary designs i think so yes uh, i i agree so i agree too um and chris says perhaps the, the 86 movie g1 line will will put up an rc uh, I would be really surprised as there is no G1 RC. I, I don't think I don't think they would create one just for this line, unfortunately. Um, but there is a the the recent Studio Series 86 version of RC with uh, which is the retool of the Thrilling 30. I, I I really do quite like that figure. I think I think that's quite a quite a good RC. Um, we should move on. Um, we do have some other news which is actually related to one of the characters that we see here. Um, 
which is out of order, but there we go. The um, the leader for Velocitron Wave 2 has finally been confirmed. He's due for release in the US, uh, and it is the Victory Universe. So I think this might be the first time we've seen Victory Universe used on the um, used on a, a, a toy on a toy name. Uh, the Victory mm-hmm. Universe Galaxy Shuttle. Now we are looking at an Astro Train repaint. Uh, Astro Train uh, Astro Train has not been repainted or retooled up until now. So. Uh, you know, we sort of we we would have known that this was coming eventually, but uh, the new colours are a bright a bright white with black black edges to sort of be a, a reminiscent of the original uh, Autobot Galaxy Shuttle. Bright red weapons and a few extra a few extra pieces along for the ride because he is a retool of Astro Train. Uh, I got to say the shuttle the shuttle mode I think looks great. The train mode looks naff, but that's okay. Galaxy Shuttle never had a train mode, so it doesn't matter, mm. does it? Yeah, this was one of the ones that sprung up on us that I talked about before. I mean, Galaxy Shuttle. Who was holding out for Galaxy Shuttle? Not a lot of people. Who remembered people, Galaxy but, Shuttle? But a, a, few Not people, a, lot of people. a few people were. It's, it's very well, strange. Yeah. A few people were holding out for Galaxy Shuttle because they're like, that, that Astro Train is right there and he is a shuttle. Oh, but, go figure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also think... Hasbro might finally have got wind of the people saying, oh, why do they just keep doing Optimus and Bumblebee and Megatron, et cetera, over and over again? Why do we have to have the same popular characters over? And Hasbro were like, fine, hold my energy on. Look, here's this guy that hasn't been seen anywhere in 33 years. Yeah, if, if, you, if, you, thought that, uh, if you thought the toy accurate... Toy Accurate Hot Rod was a deep cut. You ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah, I, as as the fiction nerd lady, I can't remember him doing anything significant, anything much significant in the show he's actually from, let alone popping up in anything since, except the occasional IDW or maybe animated crowd filler. Yeah, I think you you often see like Easter eggs and references that uh, that reference this guy, but nothing nothing much like a starring role. Actually, actually, just looking at the box on here, I have noticed. I I looked at the I looked at these images here, and I thought it's the inside of his leg is very much exposed, um, seeing the the white color there. But when you look at it on his box art, it's actually black. So maybe we're looking at an unfinished or an unpainted prototype. Or maybe they just change the colours on the, uh, yeah. on the final so release. We'll see which one it actually ends up as. Yeah, I think I much prefer that uh, that darker colour there. I will also mm. just point out that on the box art, the train looks way better than it does in here. And you know, you know I, why? I think... I think it's actually because the train. No, it's just it's just a different angle. I think the yeah. The, well, it's the, got a lot more yeah. dark on that train as well on the box compared to the photo the, the yeah not you're, the box you're right photo. there's all this white at the top of it that's not there at the box mm. and that's that's probably the stuff that's inside the inside the legs here as well so hmm, maybe maybe there's some maybe there's something to that but uh yeah i, I think uh, the dark gray also lets him on the train mode get a bit away for a bit more as a it's dark gray it's steel industrial like a train is yeah i, I think i think I mean, knowing that the stuff that goes in the box is, is often CG renders, I think it's probably a better color design for the for the guy, but maybe we just won't get it. But um, uh, yeah, I also so Rob, know... 
that particular that particular Astro Train figure, I I know, and well, this is going to surprise no one, that it is very much a take a photo from this angle. It looks amazing. Take a photo from this angle. Oh, I paid actual money for this. Yeah, that might that might be something that's held it back from being re reused and re released, but um, still. Uh, Rob does. Rob says uh, this is an odd choice. I'm surprised an Astro Train repaint didn't end up in the Shattered Glass series. Mm. Actually, kind of right. The, I mean, in a way, this is very much a Shattered Glass Astro Train with the sort of the, the the brighter color palette and you know being being an Autobot instead of a instead of a Decepticon. But um, yeah, the the Shattered Glass range has also been doing double duty as bringing in characters from other universes and shunting them over into the Shattered Glass universe. So like, yeah, I I, I could see that. And uh, Luke says it looks like Jazz got a job working with NASA. <laughs> Very true. Jazz got Jazz got a job working with NASA and had to scan a new alt mode. So there we go. Um, right. So Galaxy Shuttle is coming out in December in the US. Hopefully around the same time here. Uh, we've seen. I, I don't. I don't know what we're going to see. I don't know if we'll see. I don't know if we'll see this and guy. Also, go, this is what I was talking yeah. about before with the. This is not a race car. No, this is not a race car at all. Um, I, I can only assume that I can only assume the Galaxy Shuttle is there to I don't know bring tourists to the to the Speedia five hundred or something like that. Because but he yeah. thinks he would very much be a game breaker in the actual Velocity one five hundred. He might he might be, but also you have to remember that <laughs> from from the starting line, he'll have to go and find uh find a space a, a space shuttle launch pad. That he oh, can actually have to go get a to couple of those big launch. old canisters, you know, and yeah, yeah, you know, I it, he he might he might not might not have that advantage for that reason if he has to stay in disguise. But either way, I you know I don't actually have the uh, the siege and siege or earthrise because it was released in both. I actually don't have the Astro Train mold. Kind of tempted to get this one. Um, I, I like to have different colors of things in my collection, so kind of tempted. We do know that the Velocitron leaders, uh, the the Scourge leader, got an absolutely fantastic price at uh, Kmart. I think it was, I think it was seventy nine dollars. Um, and we are still waiting for EB Games to honour their sixty dollar, uh, their sixty dollar price point for that, um, which we we still don't know where that where that popped up. So whether this guy will end up at sixty dollars at EB Games, oh, great price for a leader, but probably more likely to be around ninety. I think. Um, it would be nice if Kmart holds the price down for them. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. I I, I would expect to see this uh, come to Australia, given that we've got uh, Shadow Strip and Crasher already as well. Yeah, seems, so, seems like a fair guess. I think I, I, I think so. So um, a little bit of uh, a little bit of also overseas international news. Uh, Earthsparks Deluxe figures are now up for order on Hasbro Pulse. That doesn't really help us very much. Uh, that doesn't really help us very much with uh, Australian orders, but we do know that they are coming out in February in Australia, and we know that because I actually got to I actually got to use and, and play with some of these at Oz Comic Con. Um, I got to say, Twitch is the Twitch is the highlight for me. Um, I I like Twitch. New character, new alt mode. She transforms into a into a, a drone. Uh, it's a it's an alt mode we haven't seen for a transformer before. She feels very much like the prime universe rc from the first wave of legacy but clearly not clearly not and clearly not not a retool or anything like that um but yeah original mold original character um i also these 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 product shots 
more than anything else that I've ever seen look like Transformers down on the farm. Um, I like yeah. Me, me, Megatron. Megatron is running a running along to tend to his flock somewhere. Like we we don't we don't know where, but like you know one of the one of the pigs obviously needs attention. Um, Bumblebee is proudly standing in front of that barn there, and mm-hmm. Twitch appears to be Twitch appears to be you know like I don't know painting the fence or something like that. But, um, yeah, definitely definitely getting a down on the farm vine uh, vine from here. Um, Rob says the Megatron mold looks interesting. I agree. Megatron does look interesting in that he's he's basically uh oh what 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 did they say he was? I think he's a per, he's a personnel carrier or, or some kind of a yeah an armored personnel carrier carrier an APC. Um, looks looks more interesting than it is, unfortunately. Um, out of these deluxes, you can sort of, you can see Bumblebee definitely has uh, ankle tilt mechanism. Twitch definitely has as well, and Megatron does not. Um, so like it's kind of like Cyberverse, where some of the figures in some of the figures get you know all the articulation, and some of them sort of miss out a little bit. But Megatron's Megatron's got a very nice imposing presence on him, and so I think that complexity in his in his the rest of his design does sort of compensate for the lack of ankle tilts on him there. Um, yeah, no, I think th- I think yeah. these these look. I mean, these are the only pictures I've seen of of these uh, properly done anyway i might have seen another they are the official product shots for them yes yeah so yeah i haven't really i haven't really formed an opinion about what i've seen of this line yet i mean maybe that's just because there's been so much other stuff i haven't focused or i've been sort of mentally putting it aside until the television series actually comes out but I'd say at the moment, with what little I know, they look they look fine. I tend to agree. I'll, I'll, I'll bring up my own photos. Um, here oh, that's these guys see, as well. that looks a bit better because the <clears throat> excuse me the the lighting and the other was washing them out a bit, possibly just to yeah, fit the, in the, the background. The product the product shots are very bright. I find for them and. Uh, you can also see Bumblebee's sort of got a a, a gun gun hand a gun handout on as well here as well. That that is just covering his fist; it's not replacing it. Uh, kind of like the stinger that we've had in in other other um, other molds there as well. So uh, there's a there's a better look at Twitch there as well. Um, that looks a bit. I gotta, like, looks a little bit in, in insectish in her alt mode. Maybe that's deliberate. A, a little bit. Um, it is interesting though those transparent pieces don't go anywhere they don't do anything they're not blades she's a drone not she's a drone not anything else but um yeah uh, I, I i i really i really do like the character design for twitch and you can also see that megatron uh megatron is there as well uh and megatron's osprey. on display yeah yeah and an osprey is as often as often brought about when uh, when comparing these as well um interesting uh Rob says he'd like to see that Megatron copter repainted as highbrow. I could, I yes. could, I could see, I could see that yeah. work for the robot mode. I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Maybe a bit of retooling up the front would help it. Actually, do you know, do you know why I'm thoroughly confused by this? Because I've just realised in my head, whenever someone says highbrow, I think hardhead. No, I totally get it as highbrow now. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, mm. very, 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 very good. Yeah. Um, mm. It could it could happen. We'll find we'll find out. 
Um, let me just let me go to other photos of these guys as well. So there's a there's a, a another another photo of Twitch uh, there as well, and um, that's there's Twitch's alt mode. Twitch's alt mode is just really really cute, and um, I, I think just works really well. Also, she's got some serious light piping going on in the back of the head there as well. Yeah, these photos I haven't seen these photos before already from from this event. And these make the figures look a lot better to me than than the ones we just saw, the official ones. Like I said, they looked a bit washed out and that might have just been something that happened somewhere on the line or to fit the background. But these I'm getting a much better idea of their sort of sculpting and posing so and things. The photos there. there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I I do think that the I do think that the the product photography for Earth Spark is it's definitely a definitely a particular style. I, mean, I can't can't really uh, can't really say much more than that about it. But uh, yeah. Um, so that's there. Uh, some just another, there's another group shot of the the figures that we have seen revealed so far. Um, and as you can see, it says they'll be available from February 2023. And this was also our first look at the packaging, which is not too dissimilar to um, the existing legacy packaging with sort of the the wedge cut out of the cut out of the box and just sort of a, a particular curve shape that uh, that goes with the Earthspark uh, logo treatment as well. And of course, this is the return of the builder figure to the Transformers line, and yeah, you're building an Android in this wave. Ah. Mandroid oh, that's human villains. Of the yeah, show. I was going to say they've got some human villains this time around. Yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see what else. Do, what else do we have here? We've got the other the other Earthspark figures. They're not these. Are, these ones are not up for pre order on um, on Hasbro Pulse. There's the one step flip changer. The one step is that you throw it in the air and when it hits the ground, it transforms. It's a, it's amazing. It's astonishing and uh, oh, that's fun. Uh, yeah, like it's. Um, it's completely counterintuitive to how we usually like to take take care of our figures, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Who, who's the white one? The flash is kind of hitting it a bit. Uh, the white one over on the right, that's Wheeljack. Uh, oh, I can see the name now. It's down there. Okay. Yeah. So right I here, think the... given, given that we've got... So we've seen Wheeljack in the in the trailer for Earthspark. Uh, we see... He, I reckon he kind of looks like his Transformers Prime appearance. Maybe a little bit... Maybe a little bit streamlined, a little bit modified. Um, also, I've, <laughs> I have just noticed that um, the one-step changes have a big one-step logo on the back of their boxes. That's cool. <laughs> Throw it, and it bounces, and it transforms, and it's done, and you're done. What more do you want? Um, the other, the other little uh, little fidget tool, fidget toys they've got are these little finger formers. They they're they're the size of a finger oh. topper and they and they sit on your finger and you can just sort of like push them up and down oh, to transform that's them. adorable i know it's so cute isn't it uh definitely definitely going after the fidget toy market there i think mm. um what have we got there and then there's also the uh the, there's the warrior class figures which are a bit of a bit of a step down from deluxe class that we've uh we've seen there as well mm. um however we do have a i think that's a skywarp in the um in the middle there as well now that means skywarp has a slightly different color scheme to what we're used to seeing here as well but it also i think means skywarp might be in the show and just not i don't think it's been announced yet so we'll see how we will see how that goes um but yeah so earthspark figures i i will expect i'll expect that we will see a lot more about these figures over in the next uh over the next coming months as we near release of the 
series is now a month away and the toys are following in February 2023. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, what did we also have there? There's also, uh, there's a little bit of an update today about, um, a little bit of an update today about uh, MPG-04, uh, Trainbot train Suikin, uh, has a late June 2023 release date now. So that's probably going to, we know that Hasbro, sorry, not Hasbro, we know that Takara has been putting the release dates of these guys about three months apart. There is a slightly longer gap, I think probably to do with the end of the year. There's a couple of major masterpiece releases coming up in the next the next two or three months. So. Um, we can expect the MPG line to take a little bit of a break during this period, and I think the I think I think the third bot is due in February. So it's a it's a little bit of an extended break for the line, and then it'll be back in February, and then I think June for for MPG O four. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you have you been collecting the the, the train bot star out? No, no, um, just just not my not my scene, or at least not my scene at um, masterpiece prices. Hmm, yeah, fair enough. I, I, I don't think I've they're got, bad figures; just not ones I particularly want. Actually, actually, really like the look of them. Um, I haven't opened haven't opened Getsui yet. I was, I was I was talking with a friend tonight. I just haven't had time to. Um, I really liked really liked Shuki, and I think I think Getsui might be a little bit disappointing for people who are really into Shuki's design because um, I think he's a Shuki's a sexy bullet train, and uh, Getsui's not that exciting uh just sort of a just a sort of an old older carriage style um but the overall the overall quality of the figure i think also um looks looks really good so i'm, I'm really looking i'm really looking forward to i'm really looking forward to unpacking him and transforming him uh and then putting him up on the shelf uh, next next to his brother um what have we um what have we what have we got left to talk about i have not that one. In fact, I don't. I didn't open up the story for this, but I do want to quickly cover off um, Hasbro. Hasbro's Investor Day happened today as well, and there's a couple of brief points for things that are coming out of it. I'll take the I'll take the screen share away from us so, we, so it's not distracting us while we're doing this. Um, the the big news from Hasbro's Investor Day today is that uh, Earthspark Season Two has been greenlit before Season One's even hit the airwaves. Um, That's such a thing these so- days. <laughs> Well, so it kind of is, but also um, season season one is huge. It's twenty six episodes in in the first season of Earthspark. So by greenlighting a season two, that that gives them you know the old magic number for syndication of fifty two. If that's even still a thing anymore with uh, with TV shows, I, I I don't I don't know if it is. Um, but you know, I I also I, a lot also of shows sure. go twenty six, thirteen, thirteen. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, prob- it, it's, still, it's probably it's two production good. deals of twenty six as well. But um, yeah, it, it does. It gives them that magic number that might be important to them in some markets for um, for uh, you know syndication and, and getting the show running week on week. Um, the other news today is that oh, and that's actually Rob asks a very interesting question: question Are they twenty six regular episodes or twenty six ten minute episodes? Haven't seen any indication that. Earthspark will be following the Cyberverse ten-minute episode model. I think, I think we're back to a proper, a proper animated series with a proper runtime. But it is a very good question and something that I don't think we'll be able to answer until November, when the um, when the first episode rolls mm. around. 
I'm also not sure whether they're releasing the entire thing at once or week on week, and I think it might end up being a week on week drop. Which might also explain why the toys come out in February. Um, couple of other couple of other things from Hasbro's Investor Day today is that uh, Hasbro's continuing their contract with Paramount for the Transformers live action uh, universe and for G.I. Joe, but for any other Hasbro products, they're all coming back to Entertainment One at the end of at the end of their license period, which is uh, about five years. So it'll be interesting to see once Hasbro what Hasbro does once they have control of their own franchises again. Also they did specify that the Paramount contract is for Transformers live action. We do know that there is an animated movie coming up on the, the production slate as well. That, that was also announced at the, um, at the Investor Day. One of the things that I can't quite get my, get my head around as to whether or not this is actually announced or if it's been known for a while or, or if it's just something that someone on Twitter pulled out of their ass is that apparently Rise of the Beast is the first in a new trilogy. Is that, is that something that you've, you've heard before? I've heard it a lot before, but I've not, I've not like seen it in an official interview or presentation or anything. So I don't know where it comes from. I do know it's it's been bouncing around as a, a thing basically, since not long after was announced at all. So whether it was announced at the time, but sort of got swallowed in the idea of there being rise of the beasts at all or if it got announced and they changed their mind back and forth i don't know but it is not the first time i've heard this so also take announcements about any transformers cinematic movie except the one they're actually doing right at the moment <laughs> with a grain of salt because basically that's what it's been like ever since 2007 that there's going to be a trilogy based on this or that this one's going to come out for this summer or Bumblebee is brackets is not a reboot. There's going to be a sequel to Bumblebee direct rise of the beasts is brackets is not linked to Bumblebee and so on. So it's so all over the place and throw that into the fact that fandom is just, throwing what they've heard and what they've made up back and forth that while I don't want to call anyone liars, it's not one of the most fixed futures that have been had over the years. So you still think the Terminator might show up if it's not a fixed future? Yeah. Well, you know, I haven't ruled out that someone will think Transformers versus Terminator will be a good idea as a film, even though the comic was kind of okay. Let's uh, let, sticking with the sticking with movie news for a minute. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the screen share back in because uh, apparently one of the one of the takeaways from either Investor Day or Walmart Collecticon or both is that we now actually have our first look at how Optimus Prime will appear in uh, Rise of the Beasts, and uh, so you can you can you can see on here there's um, there's sort of a there's a look at the the, the new Optimus Prime model. In the background there very familiar looking head the body design seems influenced by his bumblebee presentation but there's definitely a few uh, a few additions and there's very large visors hanging out over the uh, yeah i was noticing that windows. that's i mean surely that's just annoying to you optimus i know like, like yeah sure surely it is just annoying i don't i don't know 
Um, maybe they maybe they fall down. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. They seem like they are contoured to match the uh, match the windows. Anyway, um, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll see a lot of Optimus Prime in uh, in Rise of the Beasts, and so the mm. all the animation bits and bits and bobs and quirks will probably make some form of sense. But yeah, there's a, there's our first look at uh, Optimus Prime. We're going to jump over to the last news story for tonight, which is uh, another look at Optimus Prime, which is the uh, New Zealand Mint. Um, oh, I'll, I'll also take that. I'll also take that comment down, which actually goes to what you were saying originally um, about the about whether or not Beasts is a, a sequel, a trilogy, or anything like that. Uh, Chris says, "Let's let's see if Beasts actually makes money." Well, there's first. always that. You're quite right, Chris. Yes. yes. Sorry, I left that, I left that up for a long time on screen there too. Um, going back to going back here to look at looking at um, looking at the uh, the Roman. I don't know what I don't know what is going on here with my my browser putting things up in large scale there. But no, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to ignore it. Um, the New Zealand Mint has released a one ounce silver coin. It is I think it's legal tender in New Zealand for two dollars. But it definitely costs more than two dollars. It's made of silver. It is, it is indeed, as you can see on the screen there, it is one hundred and fifty-seven dollars and forty-two cents. For your outlay, you do get you do get a very nice silver coin and uh, and the um, with the the image of Optimus Prime on it. And um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna take the screen share away here as well because I I ordered this when it went up on the New Zealand Mint website last week and it already arrived. And here we are. And also I've also found that it's really hard to show people when when streaming because everything everything reflects off it. But that might be a bit of a look at it there. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a nice sort of you know hand for scale there. Look at the look at the size of the coin. Very pretty. Um, it's packaged in a packaged in a lovely lovely little uh, case with um, some G1 artwork on it, magnetic magnetic seal on there and i gotta say i found this i found this really really annoying um i think i showed these i think i showed these on on the last week's last week's episode the the giant medallions that i got from zavi now these guys when they shipped they actually shipped with the the medallions facing up the right way in the box not only not only did they ship facing up the right way I'm just gonna get this. I'm gonna get this out. I'm gonna try to show this on on camera. You can sort of see that there's a little divot at the top, so that you can use this to get the coin out. Do you think the New Zealand Mint one that costs four times the price? Do you think the New Zealand Mint coin holder has a little divot so that you can actually get the coin out? I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna answer. No, it does not. Um, <laughs> I I. I actually struggled for a really long time to figure out what I could actually use to to try to get the coin out because it, it shipped on an angle, so like it it either shipped on an angle or because coins coins often come in um, protective plastic cases and like I'm just trying I'm trying to figure out how to get it out of the I'm trying to figure out how to get it out of the case now to sort of demonstrate this but I, I can't there's no there's no easy way you can't it's a thick piece so you can't get a fingernail under it um, I ended up getting. I ended up using like a, a, a plastic a plastic fork because like that was un, that was unlikely to, to scratch it. Um, so yeah, like Zavi Zavi one New Zealand Mint zero. Um, bit of a and that's going to be even harder if you're trying not to smudge and get fingerprints on it and stuff. 
Exactly. Although I like it's in, it's it's in like the coins in a plastic case. Like the plastic case is going to smudge and get okay. fingerprints on it, but you know you can just wipe it off easily. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, nice, nicely, um, nicely presented coin. Lovely artwork. Um, uh, relief of the queen on the back. I believe it might be the last one that comes with the queen. The, the, there are three other coins yet to come in this series from from New Zealand Mint. Uh, I believe the next one. The next one is due for release at the end of October. Not sure whether it's going to be Megatron or Starscream or Bumblebee or whomever else. They they haven't quite said yet. Um, but I'm really looking forward really looking forward to collecting all of these all of these coins and getting the set there. Um, I am showing the New Zealand Mint website. No, I'm not. The screen share is off. Uh, the New Zealand Mint website is on my screen. It's uh, it's nzmint.com. But we did actually see in our Facebook group uh, there's a I think it's called uh, Direct Coin or Direct Coin uh, Direct Coins Australia. Also, have the item for sale now. If you import it from New Zealand, they they do charge you in a hundred in, in Australian dollars, but because they're shipping it in from New Zealand, they will also add GST onto it. So that adds an extra fifteen dollars and makes the price more like more like a hundred and seventy, a little little over a hundred and seventy. Whereas if you buy from Direct Coin, I think the price is $152, but you would then have to pay, I think, 10 or so dollars for shipping. It does work out cheaper if you get it from Direct Coin by about 10 bucks. I might try them for the second release, but I was very impressed with the fact that this got FedExed to me uh, within, a, within a few days of my purchase. So New Zealand Mint is definitely not fucking around with my money like uh, other places that take pre-orders. Which we've we've already talked about tonight. So, with that, that's the end. That's the end of the news tonight. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about acquisitions. Daria, you've got you've got uh, you've got an acquisition up there. Do you want to? Uh, yeah. Wanna, well, this guy's talk, talk us through. This guy's kind of representing his whole team, just because of the the size of my desk. And those of you. Those of you watching the watching the stream will be able to see that this is the Generation Two Combiner Wars skydive. Uh, yeah, should, also in the stream, you'll see I'm wearing bright red gloves, just because I've got to break them in for later and stretch them over my hands properly. But they make pointing out details very easy. Uh, yeah, I got the set of well, actually, it was discounted because it didn't have Power Glide as the G2, but I've got the G1 Combiner Wars Power Glide, so that's fit in nicely anyway. But yeah, it is the the five classic G1 guys in the G2 decos, more or less, in their Combiner Wars bodies, which means it's Slingshot or Quick Slinger, as he's called in that branding, instead of Alpha Bravo. Apparently, by now, they finally learned how to make gold plastic that doesn't suffer from gold plastic syndrome. So uh, he won't be turning into dust by the end of the week. Uh, these are pretty satisfyingly chunky bots and planes. Uh, they've still got nicely intact facial sculptures, too. They're a bit bare of details if you're used to them having the stickers and things. But they do have tampos, things like their wing pattern and the g2 autobot crest on there uh we'll say the 
the limb guys have a bizarre leg arrangement, which means which is like pulled out, double extended, double folded to get back into place. Uh, I, I do, they I also do seem remember a, that on the uh, the Wave One Combiner Wars aerial bots, um, trying to trying mm. to work out exactly what to do with the legs. But it was also, I think, at the time, it was also considered quite clever. Oh yeah, I think because I didn't actually get them with instructions, it took me a while to work out what I was supposed to be doing oh, no. because it's <laughs> atypical. Uh, they're also a bit toned down in color from the actual G2 ones from back in the 1990s. And that that suits me a bit better as planes means they're mostly gray, blue, and white, which is colors planes actually are. So it's not quite the G2 combaticon syndrome of bright yellow missile trucks and things. The only ones that really stand out that are silver bolts highlights being a bright pale red against blue. So he got the the G2ist legacy treatment. But I'm pretty satisfied the, the G, with them. The G2ist of the G2s. Yeah, I'm pretty satisfied with them. They're, they're characters I, I like, most importantly. And even though there's not great variation between the toys, they're, like I said, they're satisfyingly tactile and chunky. I haven't put them into Superion mode yet. I've just been admiring them as pots and planes for a while. And... Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that, with the squad that uh, JJ Hume calls Silverbolt leading three assholes and a nerd. And the nerd <laughs> here is always been my favorite one, so he gets to represent his whole team tonight. But yeah, I was actually surprised to find them as intact as I did. I think it, whoever was, at first I thought they might be knockoffs. They don't seem to be. I think someone just had a, I'm done with this moment and just I got a good deal out of that rather than them doing a proper curated collector sell. But everyone wins. So, yeah, I'm satisfied with my flyboys. Yeah. That's um, the, the G2 versions of the Combiner Wars mods. I think by the time they came out, I was a bit over all the Combiner Wars combiner. So mm. I never looked at them, never looked at them particularly closely, but since we're starting to see since we're starting to see some G2 Stunticons come out in Legacy, there's been there's been a bit of a renewed interest in the G2 Stunticons. And of course, once you where where go G2 Stunticons, G2 Aerial Watts um, follow soon after as well. So yeah, I I think they've been maybe not front of mind, but they've been they've been around in people's minds a, a little bit in the last the last few weeks. Yeah, I actually kind of liked the idea from Combiner Wars that some of the teams changed up their membership too. I just like the idea. Kind of says you know, stuff's still going on that we're not constantly leaning on a reset there's button. A, there's actually a war going on, and sometimes the Combiner teams get affected by it. Yeah. Um, do you have any other acquisitions you'd like to like to talk about? Uh, I I will mention in passing, although it's not here, I can't actually show it off, is I was going to, basically, back when I thought the Velocitronians were going to be just the one one and done squad, I was going to get them, and then when I found out it's going to be a whole thing, I thought, okay, no, that's, that's, that's not quite where I want to go. But I have picked up Road Hauler, and I've had a s secret love for his obscurity, 
ever since, well, he became a, an actual character rather than, oh, come on, you all know that's Grapple. <laughs> yes. I kind of... I kind of like the idea that he was the Constructicon who missed the meeting when they all turned evil. Uh, I think wasn't wasn't the story for Road Hauler that he was a construct he was an evil Constructicon who turned turned good or something or I don't know I can't it, remember it varies in in one version it sticks close to the TVs and it says oh he just wasn't with the squad the day. Megatron tinkered with their brains. He just wasn't there. And so when he saw what had happened, he was like, oh, this freaks me out so much. I have to go join the Autobots instead. Sometimes they just became eviler and eviler. And he was like, oh, I'm a guy who builds things. Being a guy who destroys things, I kind of feel that's going against the grain. That was always the, uh, that was always the funny thing about the Constructicons. They were so, in, so involved in destruction, right? Yeah, Constructicons are one of those sets whose character has actually been fairly intact the whole t the whole time. You can probably nail most of their personalities, well, all their personalities, pretty easily um, in most stories. Hmm. I've I was, never, I was I've never been I've, I've never been particularly au fait with um, identifying particular personalities of, of members of combiner teams. I just tend to tend to sort of identify them with the, the overall broad strokes of the combiner. Well, I, I, this might be a symptom of my fiction first thing, or it might just be a that's just how I view the characters thing. I don't know. I hmm. I do kind of wish that IDW. Constructicon backstory series had been called Eve of Construction, though. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Yeah. Look, uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna move us on. Cause I'm, I'm I'm a bit conscious that we're we're running close to an hour and a half now, and um, mm -hmm. Brad Brad likes it when we're shorter for for editing <laughs> purposes. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I, I feel that Brad. Around. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm lucky. I never have I never have to actually edit this stuff. So I I'm very grateful to Brad for actually doing the edit, edits every week. Um, I'll bring up my my acquisition for my major acquisition for the week here. We've got the so-called SDCC set. Not that it's actually SDCC was a couple of months ago. Now it's just the convention exclusive set. It is the a hero is born. Uh, legacy. If I put this there, I can't see my screen anymore. So like, I'm just gonna like, mm. you know, I, I'm just gonna go back to this, back to this layout. Uh, yeah. A hero is born set. It is a a set of repaints. I have already opened it, despite just sort of flashing the the box around there. So um, we do have the the Alpha Trion repaint of the uh, Studio Series Scourge. I'm just gonna put that up there. Get a get a look at that face sculpt, like. The the face mm. sculpt, I think it's blurry. I don't know, like if I do that. Oh, you can definitely see the difference, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can it's... definitely see the difference. The the flowing beard instead of the instead of the goatee. Um, really, really like it. Really, really like the the colors on him. The 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 color map, and of course, the, there's the big Autobot logo there as well. Um, he still has the same, you know, sort of like pointy hands that Scourge has, but uh, at least they, at least he doesn't have sort of um, he doesn't have the evil fingertips that Scourge has, so it doesn't, you you sort of don't matter. You don't. Not, it's not that you don't matter. It's you don't notice them 
uh, as much. I, I was surprised it took this long for a scourge to become an alpha trion because I noted I noticed the similarities since way back when, and I thought this was an absolute gimme. I guess so. Yeah. Um... Uh, maybe part of it also is sort of trying to find the sp trying to find space on that mold to accommodate the beard on the on the mm. head and the, the the head design as well. I mean, especially with some of the generations ones where the there was very little um, uh, very little. Uh, <laughs> I was looking at, just looking at looking at the comments. There, someone said, "There's no there's no cloak on him." I'm out. <laughs> uh, you can get you can get your own cloak and add add it to him. Although I will also. I had a discussion with someone today, and you know what? I think I can make this. I think I can make this work. Hold on, just a second. Let me see. I'm not actually sure where this would attach, um, but I have been told that the the coronation set cape works mm. quite well with him. But I don't. I don't know where it plug where it would plug in in the back. Um, it might just be a case of, it might just be a case of sitting sitting the five mil peg on the um, on the mm. the hook of him at the back. And let's see if I, if you do that, <laughs> it's got that's gone well. Um, if you if you were to do that and just sort of hold that up there and just sort of like imagine that it sits together. There you go. There's sort mm. of a there's a there's a kind of an alpha trium of the cape. You might you might need an extra you might need an extra piece or something like. There's, so there's or at least there's some this, blue tack. Yeah, you better put a blue tack. Um, there's this <laughs> apparatus on his back. I would say that you could probably plug some kind of an adapter into that to, to plug the cape into, but um, or sort of sit it in there. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I would I would actually be interested to see some kind of an adapter to hold that uh, to hold that um, the cape up there. That would go quite well. Or someone can just. Um, Someone can just make their own cape that uh, sits over his shoulders and, and the like. So, yeah, that'll be um, that'll be fine. Um, what uh, what else have we got there? What wait, where's the other figure in the set? There it is. It's, yeah, I was going to uh, say. So yeah, we need to see Orion. <laughs> there's the uh, Orion, Orion Pax cup repaint. Curiously, coming still with his uh, cupped Energon goodies. I guess it's part of the mold, so they may as well give you the piece. Um, mm. So it's it's a it's a it's a really nice repaint of. Really nice repaint of the, the cup figure, which I think I have around here somewhere. Um, oh, he's been sitting here all week long, and, I, and now I can't find him. Mm. I think I can't find him because I think I took him to to Oz Comic Con a few weeks ago, so I don't think he is on the desk. But uh, yeah, so there's the um, there's the look there's a look at uh, the the paint job and stuff with Ryan Packs and a bit of a look. Anyway, anyway I'm like the Fresh TV with a girl. I don't. Yeah. I don't know which way things go, but there's the uh, there's a look at the look at the head sculpt there as well. If I put my hand up behind that, it might help it focus, or it might not. We'll see how we go. Um, yeah, there. You oh, go. there we go. There's, there's a good look at the good look at the head sculpt there as well. So, so they've they've definitely put some effort into the um, into the head sculpt for for Orion Pax and the um, the sort of uh, the the re retooled uh, chest design with his uh, with his window as well and of course because he is cup he also pulls apart uh, just just like uh, just like the uh, studio series cup and uh, well luckily you've got alpha try on there to put him back together 
Yeah. Uh, and not only do you have Alphatron there, you also have a giant golf ball, um, which uh, does, a uh, giant golf ball does come with a key to it, uh, which might be the key to Vector Sigma. And uh, I was looking at this this morning, it does actually, does actually have a nice appreciable, um, appreciable shine and uh, shine and sheen to it as well. And it comes on a stand. Um, does it pop open or is that just the seam of how they made it? Uh, it does not ship in a, in a way to, that pops open. I, I imagine it, I imagine it can. Um, yeah, I just I've couldn't had, tell I've, if that I've, was, if that was a, an opening or just a seam in the plastic. Uh, it's, I mean, it's probably, it probably is a seam that's related to how they construct it. I can't really mm. see it there, but if I hold that up there, um, this, like, like all modern accessories, the accessories all come wrapped up in a big piece of, um, piece of paper stuck into the, stuck into the box. And, um, the the vector sigma vector sigma bauble just it's got a it's got a big a big wrap big wrap of paper around it it's like they just put a they someone could have just wrapped up a a, a scrunched up bit of paper and put it in there you couldn't you wouldn't necessarily know it's like oh they've they've wrapped the ball in paper and put it in there for me so yeah thanks for that um the the stand does come in two pieces also um so the, the the ball comes in the ball comes I just tried to take that apart and it really doesn't want to come apart there we go the ball comes uh, in its own wrap and the the pieces of the stand uh, come in a, a separate uh, come in a separate wrap inside the um inside the the figure and um, now that we have um, now that we have uh, spoken a little bit about this we have appropriately enabled Chris Hunt he says okay I'm glad I got the order in kind of need it it's only taken us an hour and a half to get you from get you from no to go so um, anytime anytime you feel like uh, feel like some enabling going on uh, do give us a yell uh, nameless Facebook user says how's the plastic feel on vector Sigma is it light is it fragile um, it is just a piece of just like a, a plastic globe like it's not solid so yes it's yes it's light i would not say it's especially fragile you like there's a that's essentially a i'm going to say it's a five mil port to um i'm going to say it's a five mil port to uh stick on the bottom of it and i'm going to test it in the stupidest way possible by applying the cape to it there we go so um <laughs> the, the vector vector sigma is indeed compatible with uh five mil, five mil ports for um, whatever you want to do with it, which does, of course, mean that you can arm it if you if you so desire, and um, it could it could it could cruise around, uh, you know, it could cruise around and just um, shoot people. I'm actually I'm actually vaguely aware that I don't know where um, where Alpha Trion's gun has gone but i'll turn i'll turn the lights on after we're done recording the podcast and i'll uh, and i'll be able to i'll be able to find that gun i'm sure um while so i'm on someone, acquisitions hmm? sorry someone asked a tie-in question for that one you think you'll get we think you get an aerial and oh, once upon a time say, yes yeah which may be it may have been aaron asking that uh once upon a time i would have said no i don't think it's that likely but we just spent 15 minutes talking about the new Galaxy Shuttle figure, and I have a Lifeline figure on my shelf, so very possibly. Yeah, it, it, I, I would I would say that the answers to these questions are not as straightforward as they once they once might have been. Um, we also, I, we also, I've heard anecdotally that like um, 
Mark Marr turns up to turns up to meetings at Hasbro and just throws out extremely obscure pieces of Transformers history that he wants to do as toys on a very regular basis. So I would say I would say all bets are off in terms of like yes we will or won't or no we won't get anything. I think I think there's a lot of especially in a line like Legacy. I think there's a lot of Transformers history on the table that we could uh, we could see turned into um, you know uh, returned to us as toys. Yeah, um, I have one other before, piece of Hasbro. Sorry, go on. Oh, no, sorry. Hasbro have said, "Okay, we're going to do obscure characters. Just watch us now." So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's so doing a doing a line like Legacy, you know, as as it sort of um, used to be used to be, so, you know, how they used to do Thrilling Thirty and things like that. Like having a line like Legacy really does uh, open up the open up the creative opportunities to really do characters from across across different continuities, which does link nicely to the other character that I've got in my hand here, which is Armada Starscream. Uh, so this is the this is the Wave Three Wave Three Legacy Voyager Armada Starscream. I don't have any particular connection to I don't have any particular connection to Unicron trilogy figures. I'm not. I'm not not a particular fan of Unicron trilogy, but I do really like this Starscream figure. He does come with a come with a little Star Saber sword. Comes with a, a single a single wing blade for some reason, uh, and he's got these um, sort of flip flip back cannons that uh, sit on his uh, sit on his back and uh, can also can also sort of take that. Uh, that classic look with sort of the 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 jets sitting by his, uh, ah. by his shoulders there from the, the generations figures as well. So there's a there's a lot of options built into the way that uh, the way that things move and shake with this with this mold. Really, really, I, I quite like it. And uh, also um, because we do often we do often call it out. Uh, that head sculpt is also really nice there as well. Oh, that's a good catch of it. Yeah, turn him that way. So yeah, yeah, really. Really quite fond of that uh, that head sculpt. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I've got a got a few uh, got a few new figures that are hanging around this week that um, I'll be sticking up and taking some photos with later on. Um, I think that's it. That's it for the show. That's it for acquisitions. I think that's it for news. We're pretty much done. Do we have anything that we need to get to before we finish? I think we're. I think we're done. We've covered. We've covered the figures. Uh, basically, we've we sizzle Earth Spark in both physical and media forms until it comes out, but it hasn't yet. So there's only so much to say about that, really. Yeah, no, fair enough. So, all right. Um, before we before we go, a couple of a uh, couple of last minute bits of news about uh, clubbed and. Club and production notes. Uh, so, TCA Club News: We are memberships are open for 2022 and 2023. Um, people who are watching us live in the Facebook group tonight, I can tell you, we did break 200 members in our. Uh, well, I, I would say first month. I'm going to say first month and one week because we did extend our promotion and we did break 200 members today. It's our, it's our fastest fastest membership uptake in the history of the club it's been fantastic to see it's really really lovely to see all of the support and because we've hit 200 members we are running a we are running a giveaway uh with some some prizes that have been kindly donated uh, kindly donated to us uh the base level prize uh was uh the base level prize was uh, three prizes it was an origin bumblebee 
a Kingdom Red Alert, which was not released in Australia, and a, Cosmo, a Velocitron Cosmos, which may as well not have been released in Australia. Um, <laughs> we, will, we will put those three up for, up for grabs. Anyone who has, if you're watching us live in the Facebook group, anyone who signs up for membership by 11.59 and 59 seconds tonight, that's about an hour, hour and 20 minutes left to go, um, that anyone who uh, signs up for membership will go into the draw and if you are drawn out, you will get a pick of those prizes. Because we hit 100 members, we added Combiner Wars Devastator into the into the prize pool. And because we hit 200 members today, we've also added the Earthrise Seeker Elite uh, Ramjet and Dirge 2-pack. Now, that's... That's extremely rare. So, like, we really, we really are celebrating the the fact that we hit two hundred members in inside the one inside one month, maybe a month and a bit. Um, so, uh, someone is going, someone, one of our lucky members is going to take that all, that away. All five of those prizes are going to go to different members. You won't be you won't be able to win multiple multiple prizes in here. I'm sorry, but uh, we'll we'll see how we go. Uh, we'll see how we go with other other prizes over the course of the year um also also we do want to note uh the first so for podcast production uh we will be moving release of the podcast from monday nights to tuesday nights you might be listening to this on tuesday uh we do apologize if you start the week with the show but it is just required behind the scenes so we can get our ducks in a row make sure that make sure that uh, the edit happens in a timely fashion just so as we as we mentioned, we're very grateful to Brad for editing all of all of these podcasts. This is episode two hundred and sixty two, um, so yeah, uh, Brad's been editing these podcasts for us for a long time, and just needs a little bit of extra time to to um, to get the podcast in in order for release. So you will find that new episodes will pop up in your podcasting feed on Tuesday nights from now on. And that is it. Uh, Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for watching along with the live record. We are aware that a bunch of people have been. There's some lovely comments in the chat room. Uh, nice. You will find out more about these stories with links to them and more in the show notes. You can get in touch with uh, both both Dara and myself. We obviously like to hang out in the Transformers Collectors Club Australia group on Facebook. Uh, you can also find the podcast's official website at transformersweekly.podbean.com. And you will, of course, find us in your podcatcher of choice ready to uh, ready to hit that subscribe button. We are a production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia, a registered club in Victoria, run by Victor run by Victorians. No, it's no, it's not run by Victorians. It's run by volunteers who donate their time, effort, energy, money, and Friday nights to make things better for everyone who collects Transformers in Australia. Our goal is to build the Australian Transformers collecting community. And we are we are the largest Transformers fan group in the country, and we do it by engaging fans, uh, going going to conventions, making content like like this podcast, and uh, we also run the the run the largest dedicated Australian Transformers discussion and sales communities. You can find out more about the club, what we do, and the the membership benefits for it by going to transformerscca.com uh that is it from us uh daria do you want to tell people where to find you on the socials uh yes you can find me uh, as jason said i'm often in the facebook group anyway you can also find me at vindaloo underscore vixen on face no on twitter and there it is on screen as of yep. recent Yep, and as of recently, you can look at my performance art page of Velvet Garnet on Facebook. That one I don't have ready to go. You're going to have to give me that one later. <laughs> yeah, well, just type uh, Velvet Garnet into Facebook and you're good. Excellent. 
And uh, you can find myself on you can find myself hanging out most of the time on on Twitter, tweeting about Transformers and uh, doing all sorts of things there. And of course, you can find me in Transformers Collector Club Australia on Twitter, on on Facebook. And yes, sorry, I was reading reading my Twitter URL on screen is twitter.com slash jm seventy seven. Uh, that is it from us. We will be back with more Transformers news soon. Hopefully next week. We'll see how we go. We've, we've, I think we've managed to get a podcast out three weeks in a row. I think, I think the Facebook group doesn't really know what's hit them. I don't know. If, I don't know if podcast subscribers are catching up with all of our content or not. But uh, it feels good to actually be up and current with uh, with Transformers news. So thank you very much for thanks for joining me down from uh, joining me up down from Canberra down there. And uh, thank yeah, you. thanks everyone for listening and watching. Night, y'all. Thank you.